Hi, and welcome to the Mount More Podcast. Tonight, I'm joined by Liza. Hey. Tony. Aloha. And Adam. Hey. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Awesome. Okay, so tonight we have some listener questions, and those shows are always fun, and some of them tie into some very big news that came out last week, namely the Disney Wish, so we'll get to that. But I'm going to start off right away. I'm going to go to Casey's question, and Casey says... After we get out of COVID and post 50th anniversary, what area of Walt Disney World would you like to see them invest in next? What IP needs more representation? What do you think the next five or 10 years should look like for development at Walt Disney World? I'll give this to Adam. This is kind of his baby. Um, well, that's a tough question. Uh, I think I don't think they're going to invest. They're only going to invest what people um, go, the money that comes in from people going. So I think if you want to see more in the parks, you got to, Keep going. Um, what do we think we're getting five to ten years from now? Uh, the problem is we don't really know what the next you know big movie is gonna be. Uh, maybe if Raya is like really sick, well, it's hard because it wasn't out in theaters. So if they do like a sequel to Raya, like I could see them adding something like that to the Animal Kingdom. Um, if uh, hopefully like Epcot gets done with its you know changes, maybe we'll get another country. Maybe somebody will wanna pay for a new country in um world showcase but the hardest thing is like you know i think i don't think they're going to be pivoting towards old stuff i think they want to continue to push new stuff and there's a lot of new stuff that we don't really know um is coming why do you think it's all about the newer stuff and not about the the classic stuff well i think uh they like to they like to promote horizontally i think i'm making that up but they like to promote their products across all platforms. Mm-hmm. So with the movies, Disney Plus, TV shows, and then merchandise, and then stuff in the parks. Now it's hard with stuff in the parks because that takes time to develop. Um, you know, because it's all, and then it's all, for the most part, it's fixed. You know, construction. So once when it's there, it's there for a while. As we know with a lot of things at, at Disney, and uh, so it's. They don't. I don't think they want to put something in that isn't that isn't popular, um, and then have to change it as quickly. Right. Um, I mean, you know, something like Toy Story or Star Wars, that's a no-brainer. You know, I mean, I there's no way they can lose on that. So my my big issue with Disney these days, whenever they put in a new attraction or or ride, it it always seems to be, it's never on the cutting edge. You know, it, it's always after the wave has hit the shore. You know, they brought in Frozen Ever After, what, a couple years after the movie hit. And now they're doing work in Tomorrowland where they're supposedly bringing in this Wreck-It Ralph attraction that opened in 2012, the original movie. So now we're looking nine years after the fact. And it's really not that timely. I, I don't know any kids who are wearing Wreck-It Ralph clothing, you know, to school. Uh, I don't really see that around my local Target as, as you know, clothing wear for tweens or, or younger kids. So I don't know where Disney's coming up with the idea that a Wreck-It Ralph attraction um, in Tomorrowland is is what everybody is clamoring for. So sometimes when they bring in a, a new IP, um, it, it just, it never seems to be, you know, at, at the front of what's popular. You know, Adam mentioned Raya. You know, if they had announced that they were going to be 
opening up a riot attraction in 2021 or 2022 and they were already working on it um that would be great because the movie you know just came out but nothing ever seems to be released in conjunction with the movie it, it's always after the fact and with wreck it ralph you know we're looking nine years after the fact um so i i just wish that they would get a better hold on what's popular you know sooner does that make sense yeah because wreck it ralph i think they totally missed an opportunity with that to make a really good attraction or you know i mean they could have even uh you know done the speedway and and, and themed it after the race that's a you good know, idea from wreck it ralph yeah that would have been um, cute and and you know nine years after the fact i, I i'm not necessarily thrilled I mean, Moana right. was a big hit. The music's fantastic. That totally should have been a water ride, a dark ride. It could have been a boat ride. It could have been all kinds of stuff. I'm still mad about it. I'm still upset. Yeah. And, you know, in, in, in the old days when, when a movie came out, you know, animated features had a year or two between between them because everything was being hand-drawn. Now that everything's being computer-generated, you know, they're pumping through one, if not more, animated feature when you include Walt Disney Studios and uh Pixar, uh, you know, per year. So you're in the, in the course of a two, of two years, you're probably looking at four to five animated features, any of which is going to be a blockbuster um, and all have the opportunity for a ride. Whereas in the old days, you would have a two or three year gap between between films. So you had a lot more time, I think, to develop stuff. Um, but even so, you know, nine years between movie release and, and ride release is kind of crazy. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy. Okay, I'm going to move on to the next question. Okay, here's a good one, and I think we all have some thoughts on this. Mandy asks, what new guidelines would you like to keep that were introduced during COVID? What do you want to see them keep? Okay. Liza? Okay, this is a good question. Because I was actually talking about this today. I think the social distancing needs to stay. I also think the frequent bathroom cleaning needs to stay. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I need a frequent bathroom clean. I also like hand washing stations. I like Clorox wipes. I like the hand sanitizers everywhere. Um, that kind of stuff. I really feel like that's a positive thing in general because it will right. not only will it help prevent COVID, but the common colds and flus and other stuff that could spread. We need to keep that around. Okay. I like that too. I, I think, I, I don't think we can count on the six feet social distancing. I mean, frankly, mm. nobody does it anyway, really. Um, I sort of like that Love because it. you know me, but um, yeah, I think all the hand washing and the cleaner bathrooms and stuff. I love that. Although generally Disney bathrooms are pretty clean. They are. Um, can I just say one thing? I really want to see Delta Airlines keep the little cleanse, cleansing wipe they give you oh, before I you sit down. Those. That is the best. I know it probably doesn't do anything, but I like to wipe down my little TV and little armrests. It just makes me feel better. United and gives you one that's so strong smelling, it like, it singes your nose. Huh. Well, Southwest doesn't give you anything. They're like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you lick the seat? Yeah, go ahead and somebody just lick the seat. It was the cabin <laughs> steward. So, yeah, no. I was, uh, yeah, I'd much, I'm loving Delta right now anyway. So, okay, let's move on to the next question if no one has any thoughts on that. Okay, let's move on. Corey asks, could you compare and contrast the features of a cruise with DCL versus Royal Caribbean? Tony, why don't you take this one? Sure. Um, 
you know, I, I think the main difference is obviously size. Royal Caribbean, having been around for a lot longer than Disney, uh, they actually have a fleet of 25 ships over seven classes. Uh, Disney, of course, has four ships in their current fleet with another ship due to arrive uh, in 2022, which will bring them up to five ships in three classes. Um, so Royal Caribbean, uh, with that amount of ships, obviously has a lot more of itineraries that they can service uh, than Disney does currently. Um, you know, I, I don't see Disney ever getting past, uh, you know, uh, 25 ships. They'll, they'll never be that big. Uh, they do have two more ships on order, but one would have to question whether uh, they retire uh, the Magic and or the Wonder when the two new ships in the Triton class come out in 2023 or 2024. Um, the other thing is price. Uh, Disney is a lot more costly than Royal Caribbean, but also you have to figure that you are getting more value for your dollar. Um, Disney does not nickel and dime. Um, you know, most of your major cruise lines, you are paying for a soda package and or a water package or, you know, juices, uh, Disney, all of that's included. That being said, Disney does have some extras. You know, you want to buy from the sweet shop. You want a gelato. That's a little extra. You can walk right down the pool deck and get free ice cream, though. So, you know, they have started to do a few things. Uh, they're, they're tweaking some of that. Um but still, by and large, Disney is a pay-one price. You do have, of course, your adult upcharge dining. Uh, there is more variety for some of the dining on Royal Caribbean, but they do charge you more for that. Um, a lot of their specialty dining incurs additional charges, whereas with Disney, it is only for the signature adult restaurants, uh, Paolo and or Remy. Um, as far as kids' clubs go, I think Disney is the hands-down hands winner on that. Uh, you know, that is really the, the core component of Disney is families and kids. And I think that their kids club program is second to none. It usually is uh, award winning uh, when they start doing those categories uh, across all of the cruise lines. Um, Royal Caribbean, though, does have a lot more options of if you're an action seeker. They have rock walls. They have bumper cars. They have attractions. They have skydiving. They have surfing. Uh, you know, Disney... Uh, Disney's going to give you a sport court, and uh, I think on one or two of the ships, they actually have some of the uh, uh, electronic golf driving simulators. Uh, so they don't get into a lot of that action uh, type stuff that you can get on Royal Caribbean ships. Uh, staterooms, you know, Disney has traditionally had staterooms that are about 25% larger than the industry average, so you do usually have more space. Um, Royal Caribbean, with their newest class of ships, has started catering to both families and single travelers. Uh, they have brought in the industry's first studio cabin, which accommodates one traveler. Um, most cruise lines, even if you're one traveler, you have to pay the cost for two. Um, and this studio option allows them to charge a single traveler a single fare, which I think is great. Uh, Royal Caribbean also has... Uh, multi-story family suites uh, that uh, that accommodate up to six guests. Disney, uh, to date, has not had the multi-story uh, stateroom, but they will be doing so when the Wish uh, joins the fleet. Uh, so that uh, that is coming down the pike for them. Um, you know, I, I 
I don't necessarily want to say that that Disney is the better cruise line. Um, obviously, as a travel agency, we service uh, you know Main Street and more travel services, both Royal Caribbean and Disney. They're both great cruise lines. Uh, they both have their pluses and their minuses. Um, you know, I, I I have friends who will cruise exclusively on Royal Caribbean, and I know people like, you know, my family, uh, that will generally uh, cruise on Disney more. Um, but I think there is something to offer from both cruise lines. Um, you know, just if you're going to cruise, do the research and, uh, you know, find a cruise line that offers amenities and options that your family will enjoy. And uh, I don't think you can go wrong with either cruise line. What do you guys think? I actually, so I've been on both and I have to say the difference to me with Royal Caribbean is Royal Caribbean, and I've only been on the Oasis class ships, which are the largest ones. It's very much like a giant mall. So like you don't even know you're on a ship. Like with Disney, you have a very nautical thing going on. You look either way, you're going to see the ocean. On Royal Caribbean, you really can forget you're on a ship. They have this huge, huge um, main open area that looks up to some of the other um, staterooms. It looks all the way from the front to the back of the ship. There's a lot going on. There are actual huge shops, lots of restaurants. Um, there's casinos on their ships. It's a different vibe. If you want the more sort of, I want to say like almost like a more intimate experience, and Royal Caribbean does have smaller ships, but if you want a more intimate experience, um, I'm thinking Disney is more the way to go. If you want that glitzy, lots of bang for your buck kind of trip, um, you might want to look at Royal Caribbean, especially if you have like um, older teenagers or 20-somethings. Like Tony said, there's a ton of stuff to do on those ships, lots of um, sporty things. Like I've had clients um, who are very athletic, and so for them, Royal Caribbean does a lot of stuff that's very, you know, with the zip line and the, there's an ice rink on the Oasis class ships. I mean, there's a lot going on. Um, personally, I like the DCL staterooms much better. I think that even the larger Royal Caribbean staterooms, uh, we're talking suites in this case, to me, they don't have very good storage. And I think Disney has done a good job of keeping kind of that classic look, um, which I feel that they've kind of stepped away from a little bit with the wish. We'll talk about that later. But I, I think it's really just a different experience. I mean, you're going to go, go, go the entire time on a Royal Caribbean ship, whereas on a, on a Disney ship, you might have these quieter experiences. Um, for me, it's DCL all the way. I'm not a cruising kind of person. So um, to get me on a ship anyway, I have to really like the ship and and I love DCL, but um, but it is really about what you want. Um, and I, I know that this is actually Liza's brother. He's younger. I'm thinking Royal Caribbean for him maybe. Yeah, maybe unless, so. He, yeah, he is a Disney wants, fan. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. And to me, like... I really, when I'm on a Disney ship, I want to, like, it's just, it's more, it's not just a cruise. It's more of an experience, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I think maybe Tony would agree. Whereas like, I almost feel like I'm kind of transported. It's, it's very elegant. You know, not every cruise ship is elegant these days. I mean, we sell every brand and I can tell you, there are some ships that we sell that we're like, Hmm, you know, yeah. and, but so, I mean, you know, I like that more. I like the Disney experience better. Aren't the restaurants going to be better on Disney ships? Do you think? I think, okay. I, from my personal experience, I would say Disney restaurants are better. And I would say even the upcharge restaurants on Royal Caribbean are not as good mm-hmm. to me. And I'm a total foodie. Um, I prefer DCL food better. And I think you're only having that upcharge on those two restaurants and the upcharge is more than worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Remy is, if you haven't done Remy and you're cruising, it's amazing. So yeah, I think the food is better. Yeah, and and, and I, I have to agree with Chris that, uh, you know, Disney, it's not just about the cruise. It's about the experience. And, and that's the way it is at the parks. That's the way it is with the ship. You know, it, it's, I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a cultist, you know, Disney is a way of life. Um, yeah. But, but Disney is, Disney is an experience, whether you're walking through a park or you're on the ship, or you're you're doing adventures by Disney. Disney brings out memories. You know, when I step into a park, I'm thinking about going with my parents. I'm thinking about bringing the first times I brought my kids. I'm thinking about how my kids interact with Mickey Mouse. If if I get on a Royal Caribbean ship, Royal Caribbean as a brand, there, there's no there's no history with Royal Caribbean brand. Yeah. You know, but Disney is so pervasive. Uh, you know, that it's movies, it's clothing, it's activity books, it's toys, it's plushes, you know, it's theme parks. Um, you know, they're, I mean, they're even co-branding Disney fruit now, you know, so they're, they're food. <laughs> you, you haven't seen the Disney bananas with the Mickey stickers or the soul Actually, stickers. Yeah. And the, yeah. They've been oh, doing that for a while. Yeah. I so, have a question, Tony, real quick. Does, yeah, okay. So you know how Disney has fireworks on their cruise? Yeah. And they have theme nights and stuff. Does Royal Caribbean also offer fireworks? I forget. There, There is another cruise line that is offering fireworks. Disney still maintains the fact that they were the first cruise line to uh, offer fireworks at sea. But there are one or two other cruise lines now that do offer fireworks at sea. Um, so I, I can't necessarily say that Royal Caribbean does or does not because I, I'm not 100% sure. But I know that it, it is not exclusive to Disney anymore. Because hmm. that to me is like really cool. I love fireworks though. So I think that would make a really nice time with the kids or like on a romantic cruise, like you just with your significant other. You know what? I, I've only seen the fireworks one time. For some reason, I seem to always like when we went to Norway, no fireworks, obviously. Mm. Um, but I've only seen it one time. It is pretty impressive. And I'm saying that as a non fireworks person, because every other time I've been like under. I don't know, eating something mm-hmm. in the room. I don't know. <laughs> Getting that, that room service. What, what fireworks are you talking about? But yeah, I don't, I'm going to say something and I'm, I will say this. We sell Royal Caribbean all the time. We have not had a client come back disappointed with Royal Caribbean, but for my money, for my time, Disney Cruise Line is always going to beat them. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So. I hate to say it. Yeah, I would but... lean towards uh, Disney. Yeah. If I had to okay, Liza, I have I have breaking news for you. Yes. Um, my research has shown that Disney is once again the only cruise line offering fireworks at sea, effective uh, as of 2015. 
Oh. Wow. But previously it was yeah. NCL. Okay. That's interesting. I actually like, um, just so you know, Corey, I, I actually like Norwegian Cruise Line quite a bit. So okay. um, their newer ships are beautiful. I mean, don't just look at Royal Caribbean. You've got Norwegian. You've got Princess, which is part of Carnival, but a big step up from them. You have Celebrity, which is above Royal Caribbean ships. They're uh, the same company. Um, there are lots of options. And, you know, while I say Disney is probably better for, you know, for me personally, if you're going to Alaska, maybe it's not the best ship, you know, because I mean, Norwegian and Royal go there. So like, it also depends on where you're going. Um, Mm. For Europe, the other cruise lines blow Disney out of the water. Disney's in the Mediterranean for two months, and they're up in Northern Europe for two months. Um, So you know, don't just base it on the, the cruise line, base it on, you know, the itinerary as well. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good so, thought. Okay, um, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. I'm going to send this over to Adam. Erica writes, thoughts on Disneyland opening to out-of-state guests. Will Max Pass be coming back? And finally, something Adam knows something about, must do tips and tricks for two childless millennials on their first visit. Oh, good question, Erica. They did sort of change the rules where they are letting out-of-state visitors into theme parks, uh, but you have to have a vaccine, a proof of vaccine. And Hollywood, Universal Hollywood and SeaWorld San Diego, I know, are allowing that. Disneyland has chosen not to do that, to stick with California residents only. And that might be because it's hard to prove if you've been vaccinated so uh, when is it going to change the the governor said as long as things are going in the trajectory that they're going that they would uh, open up more june 15th so the thinking is that june 15th they'll open up theme parks to everybody that can come in and disney might follow suit and say okay we're letting everybody come in after june 15th uh, Max Pass be coming back. Well, right now they're not doing any Fast Pass, but I do believe that if Fast Pass comes back, then they will absolutely bring back Max Pass because that's a an income um, driver for them. And it's already built into the system of Disneyland. Their people are used to paying for Max Pass, so it's not going to be a shock if they start bringing that back, as opposed to Disney World if they charge if they started charging um, Fast Passes, that would be kind of hard to stomach for a lot of people and then must do uh, tips tricks uh, for two millennials um you should definitely okay so assuming everything's open uh definitely go to carthay circle lounge that's a really uh nice quiet uh atmosphere uh it's cozy and they've got the carthay you know appetizers and full bar it's really nice in there um i would highly suggest going to that definitely do all of the all of the rides that you can do and go as fast as you can to each one because um if it's your first time going yes first visit so uh you're going to want to check out everything especially in compare with uh what florida has and what california has and then um if you're able to uh blue bayou will be serving alcohol soon so definitely i I love Blue Bayou. I definitely got a reservation for that and um, and enjoy a, a hurricane, which is like a classic New Orleans drink. And definitely um, 
do as much as possible. But uh, even even if you are a childless millennial, make sure you go on the kid rides. So make sure you go on Casey Jr. train. That's great. And the storybook land canal boats and fantasy land. Yeah. Those um, small those world. Boats are world. Great. Small world. <laughs> Got to do small world. Yeah. Well, small world there is going to blow their mind. Pirates will blow their mind. Uh, and even Haunted Mansion, I think, is, is better out there. I do miss the stretching room area because now because of our social distancing, we don't get the actual stretching room. But Adam pointed out that the actual, the stretching room in California, it, it's actually an elevator, right, Adam? Yeah, that's a real, that is a literal, a literal stretching room. Spoiler alert. So that <laughs> one is functioning. So you have to go in there. And I was seeing that they're doing uh, groups of five, uh, five parties in that at a time. So you do get to go in the stretching room. That's just, it probably, so cool. It, they don't they don't jam everybody in there like they usually do. I like California's better anyway, but yeah, that's good. I just think that you know, like overall, that it's such an easy park to go to, and like for a first trip, they're they're gonna have such a great time. Make sure you go to Club Thirty Three. Not really, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, you never know. Yeah, me too. Um, Right, I know. Like everybody wants to go to Club Thirty Three. Um, do do we know if they're if they're Disney World fans and this is a a first trip to California? I you I'm know they're assuming saying, it's a first trip. Yeah, and if they're not Disney World fans, they enjoy torturing themselves by listening to this podcast. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, they, they said, they, they said it's first. They said it's first visit. Yeah. Okay, first visit. If you've been to Disney World and you're going to Disneyland, just realize the difference in scale. The size of the parks are completely different. Um, you know, Disneyland is a lot more homey than the Magic Kingdom. Um, you know, you're not going to need as much time to do both parks as you would need to do the entirety of Disney World. Um, so just know that the parks are a little smaller, um, but there's still a lot to do. When I go, I just feel like I'm... I'm in a smaller version, you know, like it's, it's kind of like, I know where I am, but it's, it's the same, but it's different. Yeah. You know, it, because there's elements that are identical and there are elements that are different and uh, it is just a, a smaller, more homey, quaint experience. And it's, it's right in the middle of, you know, a city, you know, three blocks from the park, you've got residential uh, areas with apartment buildings and houses and, um, so it's a, it's a, it's a completely different world, but it's so much the same. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good point. I, I remember walking down main street and I literally saw the castle and I said, is that it? Because it's not much bigger than a large house. And I'm not even talking like a big mansion. I'm talking like a large house, but you have to sort of embrace the charm of Disneyland and New Orleans square. There's nothing like it. It's charming. It's wonderful. Cars land. Disney has outdone itself with Cars Land. It's really the best land, I think. Um, oh, I, they I, would ar- I would argue that Cars Land is much better than Galaxy's Edge or Pandora. Uh, yeah, I would too. Well, I, I never thought that Pandora was really in the running for that, to be honest. I think that Pandora was uh, kind of a runner-up when they didn't get Harry Potter, and then they ended up getting you know, Star Wars. I, I just think Pandora is like, even though you have to me the best ride in Orlando, which is, uh, and that's just to me cause I'm a wimp, um, which is, um, flight of passage. I think that's all it has that and a really good quick service location. Um, mm. and it's pretty to look at. Cheeseburger buns. 
you know. Yeah, see, I don't eat those. The I have theories on that. They're no. Cars Land is just phenomenal. I mean, Liza, you and I were in there. We were there like a month ago, and we were just like in awe walking oh, yeah. around. Cars Land's we great. We didn't even get to ride anything. Oh, and you better go on Radiators or not Radiator Springs, but a Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Don't walk past that one. Can Can I tell you? This was something I realized this past week when when I was uh, on our trip to Walt Disney World. Um, Pandora and Galaxy's Edge and Cars Land are completely different lands at night than they are in the day. Yeah. And a lot of it, you know, is due to the lighting. You know, Cars Land is a lot of neon. It's the typical Route 66. Pandora, it's the bioluminescence uh, of the planet along with some thematic lighting. Star Wars... Uh, Galaxy's Edge, it, it, it's just amazing in the dark. But as I, as we were walking through the parks the other day, I, I had this family behind me in Flight of Passage, and I told them, I said, you know, make sure you see this section at night. But then I realized due to the COVID restrictions, the park was closing at 8 p.m. or 7 p.m., and it's not dark by that point. So in the summertime, if you're visiting these parks and they're a completely different location at night, if the parks are closing early, you never get to experience that. So yeah. I just thought, like, what a bummer it is for that family that they're going to be in Pandora and they're not going to see what it looks like at night because yeah. it's still light out when the park closes. And I, I'm, I don't know what the operating hours are for uh, for Disneyland, but that may be the same case because, you know, as stunning as I think that Cars Land is during the daytime – I think that at night when all the neon is oh, yeah. lit up, it's the best at um, night. It's 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 better at night than it is during the day, and I think it's spectacular during the day. Um, as you know, especially the Cadillac Range. Right now, um, um, right now, both parks close at seven, but um, hopefully by August, that will change. Yeah, that is okay. a bummer. But you're right, Tony. It, it looks so much better at night. It's just the best at night at Cars Land. I love it. Yeah. Pandora, I like it better during the day. Do you really? I, yeah, I, do. Not, I feel like every time I'm in there at night, it's so dark. I always run into somebody. Yeah, it's too dark. I don't really yeah. think the black lighting is, I don't care for it. That floating mountain is so cool on its own in the daytime. Mm -hmm. And it's so super impressive that you lose that at night. You don't see. That's a good point. I don't yeah. feel like it's as impressive at night. Cars Land, wow! That at night, it's like jaw dropping cool. Like it's it's amazing. Disney lighting, just in general, is phenomenal. Like you go into Toy Story Land, gorgeous. Into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, also gorgeous. In fact, mm -hmm. I like it better at night. Yeah, I like that. But you're too right. Better. I think that I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Pandora at night. I thought it was just me. Um, no. Okay. All right. Well, that I think covers that. I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you let us know how it went. Tell us on the page. We would really appreciate that. I'm going to go to Dawn and I'm, I'm actually going to take this one because it's about Disneyland Paris. And she writes, we are hoping to go to Europe in February and may try to swing two days at Disneyland Paris. Is that enough? Where should we stay? We like moderate level in Walt Disney World. So the good news is, is tickets, you know, when you're looking at the price of a hotel room in Paris, Disneyland Paris is actually pretty affordable. And I've been trying to sell Liza on going there for a while I'm now. I'm ready to go. I think that kids would love it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the hotels first. They have seven hotels, plus they have good neighbors. And you could spend all your money at the Disneyland Hotel. It's right there at the gate. In fact, it's part of the gate as you walk in. 
but everything is close by within walking distance. And I would say Sequoia Lodge, which is sort of like a little, kind of the same feeling you have as wilderness, at Wilderness Lodge, I would go for that. Um, Newport Bay Club, a little more expensive. Um, and Hotel Cheyenne is sort of like a value plus. Um, if you go any lower than that, you would maybe go to like um, Hotel Santa Fe, no elevators. Uh, but Sequoia Lodge is going to have a nice pool and it's going to have amenities that you're kind of used to in America. I mean, I always joke that European toilets are small, but really they are. Um, it's, but you know, their bathrooms itself in, in these Disney hotels are pretty nice. Um, if you have kids, the village's nature is a good neighbor. It is about a half hour bus ride, which comes round the clock basically from the parks, or you could take an Uber if you wanted to just like here. Um, that is phenomenal. We actually stayed there with the kids a couple years ago. It's a huge eco-friendly water park and they have condos all over the place and they're one, two and three bedroom. And if you need space, that is the place to go. We had a great time there. They have, in addition to the water park, they have a little village so you can get food and pizza and everything you could want. And so that was fantastic. One really nice thing about Disneyland Paris, and you only need two days to do it in, by the way, is that the metro station is right there. So you might have to, you will have to change a couple times, change trains to get into Paris, like into the city center. But it's really easy to do. You get an app for your phone. It'll tell you exactly what you need to do, where you need to change trains. So that's easy. But yeah, I think two days is more than enough. They're, again, as we said in Disneyland, their Pirates is better. Their Space Mountain, a phenomenal, according to my daughter. I did not go on it. Um, and their theming there is great. So Disney owns the park completely now. So they have gone and they've taken it over. And the difference between when I went in 2015 and when I went in 2019, pretty dramatic. So the only thing I would say is they don't have the best food. It's more like your typical theme park food. Um, and even their restaurants are kind of underwhelming. Uh, they do have the Remy ride that we're going to get here in um, the fall. That'll be fun. Um, the Hollywood Studios portion, not so great, but they're opening up a Marvel Land. I think they're opening that. It's in the fall. Is that when it's opening, I think? And there's also, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not a whole new hotel, right? But it's a Marvel New York hotel is opening, right? Does anyone know about that? It is a re-theming of what was Hotel New York. It is okay. now uh, Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel. Okay. And uh, they have themed it with a uh, obviously a Marvel Comics concept. Uh, some of the rooms are Spider-Man motif, some are Iron Man motif, Ooh. and I believe it is the largest. Uh, the hotel will have the largest collection of Marvel artwork uh, outside of like Marvel's archives. Uh, so it is It is very cool, and that is expected to open at some point this year. They've been pushing it back and pushing it back with the whole COVID yeah. thing. Yeah. I know I tried to book it, and it wasn't available for booking, like, even, like, perspective, you know, for, like, um, December when we're supposed to go. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. So we booked the Hotel Cheyenne because it it's not my favorite theme. It's a Woody from Toy Story theme, um, which would not be my first choice, but it was very affordable. And I think for us to say, I was saying there are three or four nights and we have tickets. And the way they do tickets is they attach them to your room and their length of stay. 
So, I mean, if you're staying for two nights, you're going to have a three-day ticket. So I think for us to have two rooms for five people with tickets, it was under $2,500. So, I mean, I feel like it's a little more reasonable than Disney World for a family of five for that length of time. And um, a lot of times, just keep an eye out. If you, if you want to work with us, we can book this for you. But if you're going on your own, just keep an eye out. They tend to have discounts earlier. They won't discount it any further. So like if there's a discount right now for your hotel, there won't be anything later. You know, so grab the discount when you can. And they tend to do like a half board discount, but it's very difficult to, which is their dining plan, basically. It's very difficult to use that because it's only available in certain restaurants. So we didn't eat a heck of a lot when we were in the parks. Um, we would go into Paris at night or we would eat at the Little Villages Nature Place because it was adorable. And again, if anybody has kids who's listening, Dawn, if you have kids, Village is nature. That's the way to go. So, okay. Any thoughts on Disneyland Paris, Liza? I, need I you to would go. like to go if yes, and when they open and we can resume traveling. Yeah, That'd I know. It's great. It's such a great park. It really is. I really love it. So, and their castle, phenomenal. I just have to say. Okay, I'm going to move on to the next one. I'm going to send this over to Adam because this is near and dear to his heart. Doug asks, will Space 220 ever open while we're alive? And do you even want to eat space food? <laughs> well, I mean, I hope you're alive when it opens, Doug. Um, but I mean, there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. Uh, that listen, any of us it's, will be. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much done, I think. So the because it's operated by the Patina Group and not Disney... I have a feeling that they can kind of control when they want to open if as long as so that it's profitable for them because That's they good. have they have skin in the game where they don't want to they don't want to open something and nobody shows up and other paying cast members that they've hired and chefs and they brought in all the food and the wine and everything and and things go to waste. So I think they're waiting and, and because it's at all an enclosed restaurant and there's no there's no windows to even get any circulation. There's no real windows, I should say. <laughs> there's space windows to get any circulation from outside. Though it's it's like they're kind of like stuck with a box and everybody's eating inside this box. And if they can't, if they don't, if if Patina is like, well, we only want to operate this 100. percent We have we're gonna wait because we don't want to like like they paid the bill to 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 build it so now they're on the hook for employees once they start hiring them maybe they just don't want to do that so um i mean the pictures and everything have been released about like what the windows look like and it's all done for the most part inside um i just think they're kind of waiting for you to to have more guarantee of people wanting to be there okay hmm. okay well it is it is frustrating if you're trying to make dining right now. You're like, oh, yay, I can go to the same five places. Yeah, I was saying that too today. I think there needs to be more dining opening up if we're going to have a little bit more capacity. Right. Which there is rumor floating around that maybe they're going to bump up capacity at some – I mean, they will at some point. Do you know what? They've been saying that for a while, though. Yeah. And, I mean – have they said if they if they're going to do it, are they going to announce it, or is it just going to be like a figure it out kind of thing? I mean, we might notice it. 
Yeah. They, they didn't I mean, announce the initial bump either because they okay. started out at 25 and they didn't announce when they bumped it up to 35. Chapek just kind of came out and said, oh, yeah, by the way, we're at 35 hmm. percent. But but we know that they are going to be bumping up because of the fact that they're opening up more hotels. Right. So they're opening up Wilderness yeah, that's Lodge. That's true. That's true. Boardwalk, Polynesian, all within the next like three months. Yeah. So they're going to need. Know they're going to need and more the restaurants. Club. Oh, that's right. The yeah. Beach Club. Yeah. So they, I mean, they they got to have places for these people to go. So they're going to have to um, start bumping up capacity. I think it'll be popular that restaurant. I think Space Two Twenty oh, yeah. is going to be very popular. Lots of people are going to want to go. It's kind of like an attraction slash restaurant. So, I mean, it looks really cool. If they have space food, I'm not really sure about the freeze-dried. <laughs> they mean, didn't really, gonna... they didn't get into the food, but they said it would have, like, international flair, which makes sense, because space hmm. is, like, for everybody. So, and then and then they said they would have, like, I don't know, something like 150 different kinds of wines and beers and such. So, so you will be able to get your, your fix there. Uh, I, you know, it's, like, Ep- Epcot, the countries have their food, so we know what we're getting there. And then there is Coral Reef, which I've never been to, but it seems like it's a lot of, it's more seafood, mm-hmm. but I'm sure they it's have. It's also kind of gimmicky, kind of like Space 220 in a way, you yeah. know, so yeah. maybe, maybe that will bring people in. But if it, if the food's not good, it'll only bring them in once, you know? That's true. That's well, true. I was and, wondering and... if their food was going to be kind of sciencey, you know, they <laughs> had that molecular gastronomy that was like really popular on Top Chef like a while back and people were using like weird ways to make food and they would make it smoke huh. and with the dry ice and the stuff. I mean, I don't know. Oh, you know, they'll do some stuff like that Disney loves like remember when the foam trend was going on and you were like what is this why is there foam on this yes kind of disgusting people got sick of it yeah (laughs) well let's hope it's good I'll go once at least but it's going to be hard to drag me away from the other restaurants at Epcot it's also good so yeah okay all right I'm gonna actually hand this over to Liza. Liza, Melissa asks, which character from any Disney IP do you wish would show up in the parks? Oh my gosh. Or come out. Yeah. Which one would you like to see? Okay. So I have a question. Yes. I need a definition on IP. Okay. So is Muppets Disney IP? They own Muppets, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I want Sweetums because <laughs> I don't have enough Sweetums. Sweetums comes out on the Muppet 3D, but I don't see a photo op with Sweetums. I don't see Sweetums like just skipping around the park. That's a good point. I would rather That's see him. A... Yeah. Any more Sweetums, more Piggy. Obviously, we need more Piggy. More Piggy. I mean, wouldn't a meet and greet with Miss Piggy be awesome? She'd probably insult your outfit. She'd be like, where did you get those shoes? I you know, would love a meet and greet with Piggy. I want to see her satiny purple gloves. I <laughs> want to take my photo with Piggy. Um, yeah, so Sam the That's Eagle. One, one I would want. Sam, Sam the, Eagle. the Eagle. Obviously. Well, pretty much all the Muppets. You can count me in. Also, yeah. Maui. I think Maui. Um, they had a Maui at Disneyland uh, before it closed. Um, and he was really cool, but you never really saw him at World. So I thought that would be cool. And if they could, on the newer IPs, so onward, I would like to see Colt Bronco, which was the uh, tall, big, beefy centaur with the, the mustache that was her boy, the mom's boyfriend. I thought he was mm-hmm. cute. Barley, okay. Barley Lightfoot was cute. Um, 
And then I really want Mr. Mittens from Soul, and that's the cat. Yeah, the cat's awesome. We need real cats, though. Does do any of the rest of you have any IPs you would or, or any characters you'd like to see in the parks, Adam? Uh, Muppets are hard because there's they're supposed to be like puppets, and it's kind of hard. I mean, I'd love more Muppet stuff, but like in terms of like meet and greets, I'm not sure. You how can that do would, it. Um... It can work. <laughs> uh, I know they had the old Muppet meet. Uh, here come the Muppets. They had the Comet one. I think that's what it was called, and that that was at MGM. And it was a real stage show, and you could also beat them, and and that you know it, it is what it is, and that's fine. Um, I would love. <laughs> so, um, I it is would, what it is. It can happen, I would, Adam. Uh, <laughs> I would love more Star Wars stuff in Star what? in Galaxy's Edge. I would love R two D two and C three PO walking around. Okay. I would like I would like a like a procession of stormtroopers, like Storm more than just two. That would be cool. Yeah. Oh, see, Liza hates that when she's trying to eat a nice quiet meal and it's like they're making noise out there. Okay, <laughs> that was annoying because that stage show was every 10 seconds. It was well, like... Yeah. Oh, this, you're talking about the stage show in front of the theater? Yeah. And then Darth Vader's like, I'm going yeah. to get you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more referring to like um, in Galaxy's Edge where it's more like organic. And um, I'd love more of the Star Wars characters that we knew... So, like they have a ray. So, so is it a, a is is a I'd group like a of fan. is a group of stormtroopers called a gaggle of stormtroopers? Yes. A cluster. <laughs> a platoon. I, I don't know. I don't know. But it, I'd like I'd like more of that stuff, uh, just to make that land more lively. I guess. Okay. I'd love a walk around, or I'd love a figment meet and greet. That would be talk about nostalgic. Bring back Dreamfinder and figment meet and greet. Oh. Talk about the lines for that. They That's could charge true. money for that. That's true. Okay. Pay extra. I just have to say something. <laughs> and and I feel bad because the guy who played the original Dreamfinder in the parks is in our group. He might even listen to the show. No, he's, he's not. He's actually a sweetheart. Yes. And I've met him. He's a nice man. He's an actor in Orlando. And um, he loved playing that role. Do you know what? I just, there's something about Dreamfinder that always, like, if he had, was walking up behind me and I'd scream and run away, you know? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe I had, like, a childhood trauma with the guy with a big hat and a purple suit and a red beard. I don't know. There's something something weird about that guy to me. Yeah. But I, so I'm going to apologize. I do not, I would be the one person not lining up to see either one of them. Well, I think people would pay a mission for that meet and greet i think adam's correct people are the hardcore nerds oh yeah for sure oh yeah yeah. absolutely they would they would be all over that there's a reason why figment hasn't been pulled yet yeah that is true well because it they they sell a ton of merch with figment and he's all over like food and wine stuff and flower Mm -hmm. and garden stuff and 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 it's he's cute it makes sense it really does yeah Yeah, he needs to be a new ride though they got to redo that ride I mean, you know, they're, they're, they haven't redone it because it's probably not top priority for them because no, it's, it's not. not because it's not a big IP for them, and that's and that's fine. But that's just where we're at right now, I guess. Yeah, Tony, do you have any thoughts? Yes, you know, like Adam, I would like to see more Star Wars characters. Uh, we were promised with Galaxy's Edge free roaming uh, droids and uh, characters, and we haven't really gotten any of that. Um, I would like to see more of the Marvel. Uh, characters. I know it's a little tougher in Florida because of the legal uh, issues with Islands of Adventure, but uh, I think with Avengers Campus in California, we're going to be seeing a lot more of them out there. 
they already had a pretty good representation. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to see a lot of the classic um, IP. Uh, you know, specifically, for some reason, I like the Robin Hood characters, um, where Robin Hood is the fox. And, uh, mm. you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them rotate if, if Disney put together some type of schedule. You know, you, you, you always see classic characters come out during special events whether it's when they do one of those 24 hours where the park is open or uh you know the not so scary halloween party or very merry christmas party and there's always a long wait for those uh, classic characters and yeah. i would i would love to see them say that you know uh we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of uh i i don't know what the 50th anniversary of you know uh Robin Hood, which was a couple years ago, I think, or is coming up. But I would love to see them say, we're going to celebrate the 50th anniversary. We're going to bring those characters out in the parks. We're going to have meet and greets with them. And and I think it would be a, a great way to get some interest in some of the older movies and bring a little bit of the older intellectual properties back into the park with a meet and greet. Um, you know, I, I don't think we're ever going to see attractions or new rides built on some of these older uh, properties but i think it would be great if they could be recognized uh you know not everything is a cinderella or a snow white and has that drawing power to maintain for you know 50 years year after year after year but when a when a property is ex uh, is experiencing an anniversary i'd love to see them celebrate it by you know not only releasing the 14th version of it out of the Walt Disney vault um, but bring those characters back into the park and let them make appearances you know bring a bit of nostalgia back to those of us who are who were around the first time well am I the only one that had a little crush on that fox from um, yeah Robin Hood I used to think he was so cute but I think it was the accent and like I don't know I thought it was cute that little cartoon Is that fox. like when people have a crush on Bugs Bunny when she dresses up, dresses up like a girl. <laughs> no, it was Robin Hood. I was like, I kind of think Robin is cute. <laughs> he was, though. And I really like that ukulele rooster. Remember that one um, that sang the song? Uh, Tony. No. You remember the rooster? It's yes. okay, Liza. Okay. I like that whole cast. I like that movie. I don't know why. What's good? I never movie? had a crush. Never had a crush on any of them. But... Sure, you didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Miriam. That's, that's what Gilligan's Island was for. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Gross. You know what? The professor was kind of attractive. He really no. was. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, Liza liked Mr. Brady. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, not. Mr. Brady, she loved his hair. She wanted to get a pick out and just pick out those curls for him. Hey, in a few weeks, I'm going to have Carol Brady's haircut. <laughs> Yeah. You going shorter? Is that it? No, it's going to grow long like a mullet, and then the top's <laughs> going to be shorter. I'm telling you, I told that to the hairdresser. I'm like, listen, I'm going to look like Carol Brady in about three to four weeks, so we're going to have hey. to figure something out. Well, she could land a handsome guy like Mike. So there you go. That's don't true. don't knock it till you've tried it, lady. <laughs> well, maybe I'll, maybe mullets are coming back. I saw some kid in the grocery store that had a straight up mullet, and it was intentional. So I'm like, mm -hmm. hmm. And the parents look kind of cool. So I'm like, hmm. Maybe that's what oh. the cool kids are doing now. Yeah, I haven't seen any at my kids' school. But you know what? My daughter comes home, and every day, I say something that's not 
cool anymore. Like, I forget what I mentioned tonight. And I said blank. And she was like, Mom, nobody says that. And I'm like, no. And it wasn't like I was saying like a trendy word or something. Like I was referencing something that people enjoy. Um, and apparently no one's allowed to enjoy it anymore. No, you can't Because like enjoy. three days ago, it was a great thing, though. I'm like, what? Like these these kids, they they change everything every five minutes. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Very confusing. Wait till your kids get in, in like middle school. I don't school, even want to think about right? it. I'm like, please yeah. don't. Okay. So I'm going to move on to the next one. And this one is going to go to Tony. And Matt asks, any updates on the Mary Poppins ride at Epcot? Or is that off the books for good? Yeah. The official word on that is that it is on hold. It has not yet been outright canceled. Um, we don't know what it was supposed to be other than uh, it was a Mary Poppins attraction. That could have been a ride. It could have been a meet and greet. It could have been a walkthrough. We don't know. Um, other than having a promotional poster released for it and having it announced originally, um, you know, we're, we're all kind of in the dark. Um, but then we do know that post-COVID, it was a victim um, of the, uh, I don't want to say budget cuts, you know, this this mass of uh, delays or, yeah, I guess it's just a delay because it's not canceled and it's not going forward. So I guess we're just kind of in a holding pattern and time will tell whether we actually do get it or not. But they never said what if it was a ride or anything like that. That's why it was kind of confusing. Like, I guess there's room there, but nobody really knows what's going on. So I guess if you lost something, you don't know what it was in the first place. It really doesn't matter, right? That's Ta-da. right. And it'll go down better with a spoonful of sugar. It it actually will. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up, Aaron asks, things to do on property, not in the parks. Our next trip, we will have three and a half days without park tickets. What are some great things to do with and without kids? All ages to ours are five to 14. So I'm going to send this over to Adam. Aaron, thank you. Um, on property, not in the parks. If you haven't been on a Skylar yet, I would do that. I mm-hmm. would... Um, if you can, if you're, well, here's what I would do. I would get a reservation at one of those hotels at, um, at yacht for, uh, Alan compass or at, uh, I wouldn't really do pop or art of animation or Riviera. And, uh, you can even do Riviera and do Topolinos for, for breakfast. Actually they have a cute character meal. Oh, and you have children five to 14. So that's perfect. Yeah. So I would do, I would do one of those two. And then skyline around just just for like a scenic ride. You don't need to get you don't even need to get out at, you know, pop or art. I mean, if you want to, by all means, do it. But that's something Um, I have not uh, done the miniature golf. I know Tony loves it, but miniature golf five to 14 is like great age for that. I think maybe five is a little bit too small, but um, but that's fun. And I'm not, I don't think they're doing boat rentals right now. I know we've talked about this. No. I don't think they do boat rentals. So you really can't do that, but that's always something fun to do. And then where, depending on where you're staying, I know like this is like an obvious answer, but check out the pool and relax, especially on like take a half a day. You have three and a half extra days without tickets. So that half day, I would relax turn the phone off and um well don't turn the phone off but but put the phone down and uh, and and nap for a couple hours well if they have a ticket you can add the water park option 
And you could go to the water parks. Yeah, they could go to the water parks. Like say they have a four-day ticket, they could go to the water parks for four days on top of that. Yep. So that would just be something fun to do. Like you wouldn't even feel obligated with that many entrances. You wouldn't feel obligated to spend all day in the park, in the water park, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and five, now I'm, I always tell clients, and I'm maybe very biased, um, but I always tell clients five is a little young for those water parks, even though they have kid areas. But, you know, for $80 per, per is it 80 to 100 to add that water park and more option? You know, it's not a huge expense if, especially if you've already have the hopper, it's very little to add that on. It's not a huge expense to have, you know, four days of fun stuff to do. There are so many obvious ones, you know, like Disney Springs and everything. But I think a lot of it too, like if you go to that if you go to your pool, some pools are multiple day pools, beach club. I mean, who wouldn't want to spend a couple days there? Mm-hmm. Some pools are maybe not. I don't know if I could get multiple days out of an all-star pool. Or even the hippy um, dippy pool. I don't know. Yeah. Pop. I don't know. Like maybe one day. Um, one day. But it depends too. Like if you're coming from up North and it's still cold, you might just be happy as a clam to go and sit by one of those pools for three and a half yeah, days. Yeah. So. Lay out in the sun. Yeah. So, I mean, it really depends, but there's so much to do. And, um, you know, hey, if you had a car, you could go to Gatorland. I always tell people to go there. Like, Gatorland is so fun, Um, but it's a haul. So if you don't have transportation, it's really not ideal. I I would like to jump in and say, you know, definitely if you can do it a water park day. Um, Miniature golf, as Adam mentioned, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of mini golf. They have four courses on property. Three of them are your traditional, uh, you know, what people might call putt-putt or mini golf. But you think of that as the mini golf with the windmill. Um, but there is a miniature scale golf course. Uh, it is at uh, Fantasia Gardens. So it's a just scaled down version of regular golf. You don't have all of the windmills and the uh, ramps uh, that you think of with traditional mini golf. So that's a little more challenging uh, if you'd like a challenge. Um, A day at Disney Springs, check out all that has to offer. They have a a 24 screen AMC movie theater. Now you're going to say, why go to a movie? We can do that at home, but you're also at Disney, you know, go check out a Disney movie while you're at Disney world. Um, or go to Splitsville, go do some bowling. You know, there are some opportunities there uh, to do. We we can easily spend four or five, six hours in Disney Springs between going to the shops and browsing um, and just people watching. Uh, but I would think that, uh, you know, one thing that might be fun is just go resort exploring. You know, jump on the monorail. You might not be going to the parks, but go get on the monorail. Stop at the yeah. uh, Grand Floridian and the Contemporary and the Polynesian. Check out what those resorts have to offer. Think about your next trip. You know, if, if you're staying in a value resort and you think you might want to uh, jump up a category and go into to a moderate, take a bus over and check out the moderate resort. Um, grab a meal or a snack while you're there. Check out the grounds. Uh, you know, always a good opportunity to, to see some stuff. Um, and, and as they're releasing these pandemic restrictions, there will be more amenities that are available. You know, Surrey bike rentals, bike rentals, boat rentals at the marinas. Uh, so there, there will be more to do in the future. But uh, take some time. Explore. Go over to uh, Fort Wilderness Campground. They've got a nice walking trail that goes all the way to um, 
the Wilderness Lodge. Uh, you know, be one with nature. Uh, you know, check out uh, some of the other stuff. So there, there's a lot to do at Disney outside of the parks. Um, but, you know, in this in these COVID times, there there are some restrictions on some of that. But there's still, I think, enough to do during those three and a half days. Um, and, uh, yeah, enjoy. One thing I would say is that if you are going to resort hop, which I highly suggest, and you don't want to pay for an Uber, which we've talked about is kind of crazy overpriced right now, you can treat the parks like a hub. Like, you know how in like a large city you'll have uh, certain train stations or hubs and then they go out to other places. So say you're staying at Pop, you could go ahead and go over to, you know, uh, if you know Hollywood Studios, and then take a bus over to, um, you know, to one of the resorts that they're serving. Like, say, you know, you wanted to get to Animal Kingdom Lodge. So, because you can't do resort to resort transportation, obviously, but if you treat those parks like a like a hub, that will work in in that manner. So yeah, you just, just you just have to mind. accommodate accommodate a little more time. A little more time, yeah. But, you know, anybody can ride those boats or the gondola or the buses. It's not a big deal. So um, let do us you, know what you end up doing. Do Sorry, you know what you can't do on the buses? What? You cannot go from uh, the Magic Kingdom to Disney Springs. I wanted to go to Disney Springs to meet Cheryl for dinner the other day. They don't have a bus that goes directly to Disney Springs. Did you walk over to the Contemporary or the Grand Floridian? No, I took a bus to Saratoga Springs and then walked okay. across. That would work too. Yeah, I and and just as an aside, I feel like the bus situation where you're lining up over the contemporary is such a disaster that I was staying there and I was like, I'm not dealing with these buses. I actually walked over to the Magic Kingdom and caught a bus to go where I wanted to go next instead of taking the buses from contemporary. But yeah, that is, you, you know, you just have to get creative, you know. Um, and fortunately, and unless the parks are closed, you're not having to pay for transportation if you're willing to put a little extra time in it. So, all right, I'm going to move over to the next one. And this one's for Liza. And Kathy asks, heading to Universal the last week of June, staying off property and have dated tickets with express passes for one day. Should we stay on property based on capacity issues at the park and VelociCoaster opening two weeks ahead of that? I'm also concerned with what I'm hearing about Uber prices right now. Um, the answer to that is yes and yes and yes. <laughs> I agree. Definitely 100% you need to stay on property. They have so many good options. Universal does depending on what your budget is. I mean, they're all over the map. So you could get they, – they've got value resorts that are way lower than Disney rates. And they're pretty good hotels too. They're like really nice. Yeah. Um, I find that their transportation is really, really good. You don't wait too long for buses. I, last time I was there, I mean, after they reopened, and we never really waited very long for a bus. I stayed at uh, Cabana Bay. I loved it. If you want unlimited express pass added to your ticket, you can book one of their three premier resorts. Um, they have Portofino, Royal Pacific, and Hard Rock. I like Royal Pacific the best, but um, and sometimes if you price it, it's better than just adding the Unlimited Express to your ticket. So I don't know if they, she said she had it or not. but The uh, Express Pass, I don't know if it's unlimited or not. Oh, okay. But, so you already have the Express Pass. But if you've bought it for more than two people 
And if you, so say you're staying off property and you're spending a hundred bucks a night, but you bought that express pass for two people, that's $300. You could almost get into Royal Pacific for that. Mm -hmm. If -hmm. there's availability. I mean, the last availability on property with Universal is ridiculous right now. Like any travel agent will tell you who's selling Universal. What are the wait times? Two hours to get through three hours. We've had agents on hold longer than that. Um, they're very, very busy right now, which probably goes back to capacity issues and whether or not you should stay on property. You know, I mean, she's already got the ticket. She's already got the express pass. Stay at Endless Summer, uh, Cabana Bay. Yeah. And, and at least then you get that, uh, what is it? It's an hour early that you can get into the park. So you're maximizing your time. And the and transportation. With. The transportation yeah. right now, and you're right, the Uber prices are insane. Insane. Yeah. Insane. And like I was telling Chris earlier, I, now I would recommend my clients book the Universal bus, mm-hmm. the transportation. From to, the airport. From the airport to and from the airport that you do have to pay for. But round trip, it's going to be less now than taking an Uber. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, it used okay. So when we would book a a universal trip, they automatically end that or add that shuttle, which I get. You know, and we would always take it off because we thought, well, you know, a person can Uber for half that price. Now you can't. So if you can get that shuttle from the airport, I think it ends at eleven o'clock at night. I would take the shuttle mm-hmm. anytime. Mm-hmm. I so. would too. And plus, they do things like when you get on that shuttle, they give you your little ticket book. Cause, oh, yeah, you know, it's getting cute. Your, yeah, they give you a little booklet with your tickets in there. So that's one less thing you have to hassle with when you get there because tickets and checking in are two different things at Universal because they don't own those hotels. So there's so much about staying on property over at Universal. That's a huge benefit. If you can do it, um, I would do it. And also... You know, if you're looking at that Royal Pacific and you're thinking, oh, no, I have this express pass, it doesn't hurt to call and see if they'll take the express pass off and refund it. We probably shouldn't tell you that, but it can't hurt. Yeah. So give it a okay. give it a shot if you want to stay at a deluxe resort. Yeah. And so. and, and if you, you can't beat the prices at Endless Summer. I mean, Mm-mm. even staying off property, it is for as nice of a hotel as it is, I mean, it's really, yeah. really, there's no question. Stay on site. Don't even think about it. Yeah. That's, and, and you know what? I mean, it's just, it's just so much easier too. And like when I have budget clients, I've always put them at the best Western, which is right there. But the thing is they have to walk to the park. There's no transportation, right? Mm. Or there's no reliable transportation. So endless summer might be 20 bucks, 20 bucks more a night, but you're getting a lot more. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we, you see what side we are on. We're all about staying on property there. Okay. I'm going to give this one over to Adam. It's pretty short and sweet. Adam, when is Ohana opening? Abigail would like to know. Well, uh, it's opening in July. Um, most likely in the middle of July because they have started. I don't know if everybody saw this, but the Disney has gifted cast members one night stay at hotels on property. And one of the hotels that is offered is polynesian and they are letting the cast members stay there in the middle of july like on the 15th so the thinking is that if they're letting cast members stay in those rooms on the 15th that means the lobby and the monorail station and all of that stuff will be done so ohana should be able to open middle of july so they said july we don't know the exact date but you know that's good 
Yeah, I think that's really nice that they're letting cast members stay in those hotels. And it's smart because the more they know about property, the better for their job. So that's great. Okay, this last one I'm going to send over to Tony because it's Disney Cruise Line and he's our cruise line person. What are your thoughts on the Disney wish? I have a lot of thoughts, but I'm going to let Tony go first. Uh, I have just one thought, and that is that it looks amazing. Um, Mm. It is kicking the Disney Cruise Line up a notch. Um, It's a larger ship. It's the first of the Triton class. Uh, It is the first of the ships that is uh, using liquefied natural gas uh, as its uh, uh, fuel. Can uh, I so ask you a question? Yes. What the heck does that mean? I thought all natural. I thought all gas was natural and liquefied. Um, no. This is. Uh, I think it's more environmentally friendly. That's what they're saying, but I just. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I the Virgin Voyages are doing that too, right? Yeah, I think Virgin Voyages yeah. are actually carbon neutral. Ooh. Okay, that's which awesome. Is a actually, yeah, fancy buzzword. Right. Fancy buzzword. Oh, so lots of lots of new options. Um, you know, the, the first four ships, um, the magic, the wonder, the dream and the fantasy, uh, we got a lot of the same, uh, you know, if it worked in the first ship, they just brought it to the next ship. Um, they're kind of changing things up here with the wish we're getting a frozen themed dinner show in one of the dining experiences. We are getting a star Wars cantina for one of the lounges, um, they are bringing in all sorts of new technologies onto the ship uh, that were not in the previous ships. Uh, we're getting a new uh, Aquamouse water coaster, which is a family coaster, uh, 760 feet of curving tubes. Oh my gosh, uh, it looks so good. Suspended above the upper deck. Um, so it's it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I, I don't want to say it's going to be like the fantasy on steroids. <laughs> um, but it, it, it is a new class of ship. I think it's going to raise the bar that Disney has already raised, mm. uh, you know, uh, for itself um, and bring cruising to a whole new level. Um, I I just hope that, uh, you know, everything goes well and that we are able to get through this whole COVID-19 stuff and that cruising can resume. Um, but I don't think that it will be impacted for summer of 2022 which is when it's supposed to make its inaugural cruise um we're going to get uh uh, three and four night itineraries out of uh, bahamian itineraries out of port canaveral for the inaugural sailing season Uh, the first cruise is june 9th of 2022 that will be a five night bahamian cruise with stops in nassau and castaway key Uh, june 14th will be a dvc member cruise uh, where the, the vacation club uh, charters the entire ship for its its guests, uh, and then coming back on the let's see nineteenth, I believe, um, beginning the nineteenth, it will start its three and four night itineraries, which is the old itineraries of the uh, of the Disney Dream. Uh, so, will we see two ships doing three and four night Bahamian itineraries? I I think we will. Uh, at least for a for a short period. The ship itself is themed after wishes. Uh, we've got the big Cinderella in the lobby. The chandelier is inspired by the swirls when uh, the fairy godmother transforms Cinderella. Um, so we have a lot of Cinderella type influences. 
We also have a lot of, for some reason, Beauty and the Beast influences on this ship. Both of the signature adult restaurants, um, Paolo, which is now going to be Paolo Steakhouse. So it is a, a reimagining of uh, Paolo. That is going to be themed after uh, Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. And the French restaurant is going to be called Enchanté. And that is going to be inspired by Lumiere. Mm -hmm. And between the two of them is going to be a lounge called The Rose. So for some reason, they've chosen Beauty and the Beast to theme the signature adult dining sections from. Um, It all looks very elegant, uh, you know, which which we've grown to uh, uh, expect from the Disney Cruise Line. Uh, We're also going to see the first of their two-story staterooms. Um, we're also getting a few royal staterooms. Um, stateroom colors have changed. You know, Disney interiors have had a common uh, color palette for the first four ships, and they have modified that. There's a lot more light colors, a lot more white, a lot more gold in this ship uh, as far as the staterooms are concerned. That was one part that I didn't care for. It seemed very light. And I, I think as a mom, all I could think of was, this is going to get really dirty fast, you know? I I think it's going to get dirty fast as well. Um, but I think when it's clean and you've got natural light coming in there, the staterooms are going to be brighter, specifically, yeah. you know, in, as long as it's not an interior stateroom. They'll probably look bigger. Right. Do you know, I think there were lots of things that I found very interesting about the ship. I I liked the reimagining of Paolo. I thought that was interesting. I thought the the lounges were really amazing, including the Star Wars one. I will say that lobby gave me very strong Royal Caribbean vibes. Oh, it did, you think? It did. I need to see it in person, but I just, the whole lobby just reminded me of a Royal Caribbean ship and so do the staterooms. So I need to see it in person Mm. and I'm sure I'll I'll get a chance, hopefully God willing. But I mean, I just, and it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I kind of got emotional. Okay. I, I got teary at the end of that presentation and I don't cry. I mean, Liza, you know this, like Mm -hmm. I don't cry hardly over anything. And I got teary because I thought, this feels like getting back to normal. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm. It just felt so good to feel something new coming out that gave us hope, right? You know, because it's been so weird. Um, and I, I got embarrassed and I went away <laughs> so my husband couldn't see me because I'm like, this is not going to happen. I don't cry. And, uh, but I did. And, and I thought this is great, but it still gave me a Royal Caribbean vibe in oh, those no. pictures. And I've seen people say that on the other websites. I've been reading on like, some other sites and it's not just me so 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 disney cruise line videos and cat videos make you cry uh i don't cry over cat videos cat uh, videos are the like best a sad little blind cat with a limp or something uh, i don't know maybe well, you, you know you uh, so i have not yet seen the video as you're aware we were we were we were, oh, in, disney. Right. We were in the middle of, of galaxy's edge last week when the uh, uh, announcement oh, came yeah. out and the video and debuted. you didn't watch it while you were in line because i was would have been doing that i was i was too busy going live and live streaming um one one thing i found interesting is you talk about a return to normal uh and this is the first time i've seen something from disney within the past year where the concept art did not have masks on all of the guests Ah, Um, yeah 
so there are no masks, uh, you know, which for me is a a look at a return to normal, as Chris mentioned. Um, and, you know, a year, what is it, a year and two, three months from now when the ship debuts, you know, one would hope that we are back to a, a maskless normal if, if there right. is a new normal. Um, so that is a good sign. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Uh, you know, I'd like to get on this ship as soon as I can. Um, uh, hopefully it's an inaugural sailing, if not, you know, within the first two or three, uh, just us, to experience it. Tell us a little bit about how they're doing booking this time, because I think it's very interesting. And maybe give a little bit of um, a heads up to people who have never booked a Disney cruise, how they do these when they release dates. Sure. So Disney uh, historically has used uh, Castaway Club uh, membership uh, as their uh, delineator for new bookings. So if you were in the Castaway Club, you always had an opportunity to book before the general public. And then your ranking within the Castaway Club determined how early you, you could book. And the, the highest level in the Castaway Club is Platinum. And that usually meant Platinum Castaway could book four days earlier than the general public. Well, what they've done now is they've actually segregated or separated the uh, platinum cruisers by the number of cruises that they've experienced. So uh, on Monday, May 17th, Platinum Castaway members who have 25 or more sailings can book uh, on the uh, on the Wish. On Tuesday, May 18th, plast- uh, Platinum Castaway members with 20 or more sailings can book. On Wednesday, the 19th, it is Platinum Castaway members with 15 or more sailings. And then on Thursday, May 20th, it is all remaining Platinum Castaway Uh, club members. Uh, On Monday, May 24th, Gold Castaway Club members can book. That is any Disney cruiser who has uh, completed five to ten sailings. Um, On May 25th, Disney Vacation Club members and Adventures by Disney Adventures Insiders can book. On May 26th, it is Silver Castaway Club members, and those are uh, members who have completed one to five sailings on board a Disney cruise ship. And then on Thursday, May 27th, booking opens up for all remaining guests. Um, Disney does a a, a great job of catering uh, to their return guests, who they call Castaway Club members. Um, But this is the first time that they have made the uh, differentiation at Platinum Club status. Now, I've been on cruises, you know, I am platinum, I have 12 sailings under my belt, which, you know, ooh, that's a lot, but I've gone to some of the gatherings on board the ship where they've had platinum cruise members who are at 120, 130 uh, sailings with the Disney cruise. That is insane. Okay, can we just Cons- stop for a second? Considering they've been in business for 20 years, though, it, it's it's not that insane. That's like five a year. Well, you know what, you're in Florida, you get the Florida discount. You know, last minute thing. You decide to take a three night cruise. See, and, I know, don't. You, when you're taking that many cruises, you're not really interested in the ports. What you're interested in is the ship. And I can kind of understand right. that. It's very relaxing. And and it's what we talked about earlier. Is a Disney cruise is not a cruise per se. It's a Disney experience. Yeah. So right, maybe you're not interested in the ports. You want to get on the ship. You want that Disney level of customer okay. service. You want the Disney nostalgia. Can I interject here and say that the Disney difference is at the Disney Kids Club on this particular ship, can we just like talk about the fact that there's a secret tunnel slide? 
<laughs> yes. Right into the kids club. That's and right. It's a huge, <laughs> massive tunnel slide. And I'm yeah, really upset because the max age is 12. Yeah, and I feel like I could maybe be as big as a 12-year-old. I mean, uh, some big 12-year-olds. There's some big 12-year-olds, okay? I've seen I'm them. short. I could pass. Like, there are 12-year-olds who are much taller than That's me. That's probably I true. I object as well. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Well, and you know they had to make it big enough for adults because there's going to be a kid that gets stuck in there. Somebody's <laughs> No, it happens. You know, like a kid might stop. I'm not going any farther. I'm scared. They he's like it. that kid in Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> but even if he's not like a chunky kid, you know, maybe he just stops. You know, kids he do weird stops, things. He stops. He puts his so, feet out. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, like at my old gym, they had this big slide. And the grown-ups would always what? go in it like, oh, yeah, it had a really good kids club there. Oh. And I'd be like, I, I need to go get my kid out of that slide. They're stuck in there. And I'd be oh. going up and down, back and forth. Those slides were amazing. So, so yeah, you know they're going to have adults doing it. Oh, yeah. Um, but how cool but, is that? That's the Disney difference right there. A, yeah. a secret door to the tunnel slide. Like it's a it's supposedly it's like a hidden slide. Yeah. It makes me sad that, you know, like – my kids are too old for that now. I Yeah, I know. You know? It's, it's like my kids are almost too old for it. And I'm sure I'm yeah. not going to be able to get on this ship. Right. Well, so the other feeling I have too is they're having like Marvel stuff in there. But there's also, Tony, I don't know if you saw this. There's there's the Marvel like dining experience. There is. There is a Marvel dining experience, so which uh, I am very much looking forward to. Yeah. And the dining is actually going to be inspired um, by Marvel Cinemat by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the only thing I know that means is that means there's going to be shawarma on the menu. There's going to be a peanut butter sandwich like the one Black Widow ate at the Avengers Campus when uh, Captain America was chatting with her and trying to make her feel better. Exactly. Remember the peanut I butter just, sandwich? I I just don't know. You know, they say it's going to be an interact. You're going to be part of an interactive Avengers mission during your meal. Mm-hmm. I, I want to eat my steak. I don't necessarily no, want to be I, chasing villains. For that, I don't mind. I'll get interactive, especially if they bring my favorite ones out. And I, they're going to have Ant-Man on there, which I love Ant-Man. I'm a huge fan. So. Ant-Man was a pretty good one. I watched yeah. that movie. Did you really? Okay, the Wasp can stay home. Um, okay, so I, I think the ship's going to be amazing. I'm sort of dreaming of being able to do a cruise at next Thanksgiving if it's not outrageously expensive. I think the kids would like it. Um, and I love Thanksgiving on a ship because people bring me food and there's always cool movies to watch. So, Well, unfortunately, I do think we're going to see, at least with The Wish, uh, some very high prices. Yeah. Um, and on top of it, Disney did announce that uh, prices for Paolo and Remy across the entire cruise line would be going up. It's like five bucks, right? Yeah, five bucks, but still five bucks is five bucks. Okay, so yeah. when I went to... Remy in I went Thanksgiving week in 2019 and it was my first time at Remy got to get all dressed up and it's only $95 per person which I say only but this is like a $400 meal like this is like you went to France and you're eating at a fine restaurant wow it's amazing. Like everything I ate was such a huge surprise. I'd be like, oh my gosh, what is this? And then I'd eat it and I'd be like, this is my favorite. And then I would get the next one and it would be my favorite. And I still think of that meal. And I've never had a $95 meal that tasted like that. Wow. And 
Yeah, it was amazing. Liza, if you ever get a chance, you've got to do it. It's so good. And Mm -hmm. you like adventurous food. And the thing is, like, people will sometimes say, well, I'm not very adventurous. But they will kind of accommodate the menu to things that you might not like. But say, like, if you don't like seafood, yeah, you've got to go there. I can't wait to see the menu for that. And I'm very interested in Palo as a steakhouse. That's kind of as you know i can i can put away a steak Mm -hmm. right well i i I will mention that um remy's prices actually went up from 95 to 120 dollars uh in december of 2018 and when the cruise line returns they will be going up to uh, 125 dollars for remy and 45 for paolo Okay, so that is what I paid. I don't remember there was wine involved, but it was delightful. So, and we had such a good server, you know, like he just, we could do a, we should do a show on Disney food one of these days. Um, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Start Disney Cruise Line food after we start cruising. Um, Okay, I think I'm going to wrap it up because it's getting pretty late. I know Tony needs to go to bed and Adam needs to go like do whatever it is. I think Adam went to bed. Did Adam go to bed already? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't heard getting it. close. People don't know is Adam will sleep with a neck or do the podcast with a neck pillow sometimes. Oh, so that's pretty funny. He's, he's, like the, he's the youngest of us all, but in some ways he's a secret old man. Um, okay, I'm going to turn it over to Tony to close out the show. Thanks, Chris. I'd like to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Check out their website, MainStreetMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris's team plan your family's next magical vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search the Mouse and More podcast. And on behalf of Chris, Liza, and Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.